listener production. Fresh news out of China hurt parts of our share market on Monday. And find out which stocks traded higher today amid heavy losses for the broader market. Good afternoon, I'm Steve. I'm Laura. It's Monday, the 14th of August. Welcome to the Comsec Market Update. Good afternoon, Laura. Welcome back to a new week. Welcome back, Stevie, to a terrible week on the share market. Well, not a good start, at least, right? Um, (laughs) A terrible start. Exactly right. I mean, last week, our share market edged a little higher. We did get to within 2% of a record high back in early August, and that Mm -hmm. seems like a really long way away now. Mm. We're about 5% away from record levels. We had the US market giving us a bit of a mixed lead on Friday because of some concerns around inflation again, news out of China, which seemed to hurt markets, and we'll get to that in a second and a very busy few days ahead as well. Yeah, we actually saw our second straight session of losses and it was really, really heavy losses to start the week. Unfortunately, the ASX 200 index fell by 63 points, a 0.9 of 1% to 7,277. We hit our lowest levels in about four weeks. And as you alluded to, this was mostly off the back of quite a sluggish follow-on from US markets and also that news that came out of China today. Exactly right. And China was uh, in focus around midday when there was uh, some reports flying around that uh, one of its largest private wealth managers missed payments that it needed to make on some of its investment products. So that seemed to weigh on iron ore prices. It seemed to weigh on some of our mining stocks as well. And this actually comes at a time when markets in Australia are very sensitive to anything happening in China because its economy is generally slowing. It's our largest trading partner. It's the world's biggest buyer of commodities in general and the largest economy behind the United States. So it's very important And tomorrow there will be some updates on how it's faring as well, which we'll talk about a bit more later in the podcast. Exactly right. And you said the stock market is very sensitive to this. Of Mm -hmm. course, we've had a lot of developments coming out of China. We had hopes that, you know, after they came out of the lockdown that, you know, everything would be boosted. But unfortunately, there's been sluggish data after sluggish data and not much happening in terms of support from, from their government. So, Hopefully, we'll see what comes out from tomorrow's China data dump. But as you mentioned, we'll get to that later in the podcast. So in terms of sector performance, we only saw three of the sectors managing to lift. The materials sector took a really, really heavy hit. It was under the most pressure, and that was mostly on the back of these concerns from China, given our iron ore miners in particular are heavily exposed to to steel demand from China as well. So we saw the big players all down. BHP fell 2.1%, Rio down 2.3%. Fortescue down 1.8. There were declines across the banks as well, but energy stocks uh, managed to lift today, and that's because oil prices are higher. Telecom was higher as well, mostly thanks to car sales, which we'll get to in a moment. And also the tech sector only just crossed into positive territory towards the end of the session. Yeah, and oil prices have jumped now for seven straight weeks, and they're hanging around their best levels in three months. So that still is supporting some of the big names like uh, Woodside, for example. But if well, we... Woodside was up 1.2%, and that almost solely held up the, the energy sector itself. And, mm. of course, this is all on the back of supply cuts from some of the world's largest oil producers in recent times. Yeah, so one stock that received a lot of attention, and there are a lot of them um, at were. the moment, and there will be actually for the next couple of weeks because we're entering the two busiest weeks of the year for profit results. So you're going to be hearing a lot of this. But today, Beach Energy was a uh, company that came out with some numbers. This is an oil and gas producer headquartered in Adelaide. An interesting fact about the group quickly, it supplies about 12% 
of the east coast of Australia's gas requirements. Well, today it came out with its numbers with a 24% drop in profits for the year. Even though it's been selling gas at a higher price, that's been partnered with lower production and lower sales, and it also isn't expecting much growth in production for the year, so it shares down 3.5% today. In the retail space, JB Hi-Fi released its full year results as well. So its group sales were 4.3% higher to $9.6 billion. Its earnings per share were higher as well. So they actually recorded record sales and record earnings per share. And that's despite quite a challenging retail environment, which we keep hearing from, from most of the retailers. Its earnings and profits were down, though, over the full year. And its dividend was $1.15 versus $1.53 at the same time last year. It also provided a trading update for July, so for the first month of trade for the new financial year, its Australian store sales fell by 1.8%. New Zealand sales actually lifted by 10%, but the good guys' sales fell by 12%. The company did say this was in line with expectations, though, considering we actually saw those elevated levels at mm. the same time last year. So all in all, Shares rose 2.8% today. Yeah, and JB Hi-Fi was one of those many stocks that came out with an update, basically kind of warning investors what to expect not too long ago last month. So that's why maybe we haven't seen any type of negative response to this. At Lend Lease, the property group was down about 3% today. It said that it lost around $230 million for the year. This is for the 12 months to the 30th of June. It blamed this partly on just difficult conditions in property and construction generally, but mostly on industry-wide action taken by the UK government, which is essentially extending the warranty period for residential buildings that are being completed to 30 years. So that's an extension to what was previously in place, and that was really a, uh, a weight on profits. Car sales was another company to release its full year results today. Its shares actually hit an all-time high in today's session, and it finished near, near those highs. It was trading upwards uh, through, throughout the session its shares ended 7% higher. And this all comes after posting pretty strong full-year results. But what was probably most important was its positive outlook for the year ahead with its CEO saying, we expect very strong growth in FY24 with all the segments expected to show revenue growth. Some of the highlights, an 18% lift in revenue to $942 million. Profit grew 48% to $278 million. And the final dividend that the company declared was 32.5 cents per share. That was up 33%. Uh, this was all driven by a strong growth in all of its segment, especially in Brazil, thanks to its national expansion plan that boosted subscription growth. So over half of its revenue is actually coming from sources outside of Australia at the moment, which it said it hopes to continue growing over the coming years. That's why it's performed so strongly over the full year, so pretty good day for car sales. It's actually the second best performer. And Bendigo and Adelaide Bank are not heading in the same direction. It's going down, nowhere near a record. It fell about 3% today. Its profits actually were slightly short of what analysts were generally expecting at about $577 million. Costs were also above consensus or the expectations on average from analysts. Having said this, cash profits did jump about 15%. The margins were a bit better over the year. The dividend was a bit higher, but this is why we talk about analyst hopes because this can actually really impact the share price way more than whether or not profits are improving or the dividend's higher. It's what, on average, the analysts in Australia are generally expecting from a group and whether or not 
the company will meet or fall short of that. Really, that's what moves markets. And secondly, as you pointed out with the outlook for car sales, what they say about the future, super important for what happens to their share prices. I feel like I got all the stocks that ended higher today. So Imogene was another one among the best It was an accident, of course, uh, Laura. <laughs> you didn't pick all the good ones, right? <laughs> you know I'm an optimist. That's I like true. to report the good news. <laughs> so Imogene ended up being the fourth best performer today. It was up 3.4%. And that's after announcing further progress on its cancer treatment study. We, we've been talking about this one every time uh, they sort of meet a new goal or milestone mm-hmm. in its cancer treatment study. They're announcing that to the market and that can usually see a reaction in its share price. So the cancer treatment study is for patients with solid tumours. Overall, the study aims to recruit up to 100 patients across roughly 10 trial sites in the US and in Australia. Each stage, they dose between three to six patients. Today's announcement about its progress allows Imogene to progress to the fourth cohort of patients being dosed. So they've made pretty good progress so far, which is great considering they're more than halfway through their study with it scheduled to finish around May next year. Well, well, surprise, surprise. The next stock is one that fell. Uh, Ansel, down 2.4% today. Who planned that? Exactly. Well, look, it said it's cautiously optimistic about demand in the United States moving forward, but its sales, margins, profits, dividend and cash flow all fell compared to a year earlier, which was a weight on the company. Keep in mind that it did fall by 14% in one day back in mid-July when it already warned that things are going to be a bit more challenging in 2024. So you do get these companies that even when they come out with, say, everything going backwards, they might have already warned investors that things might not be that pretty. And that's why you could see share prices not moving as much as you might initially expect. So we'll look ahead to tomorrow and the remainder of the week. Mm -hmm. So tonight, there's nothing really important coming Mm -hmm. out of the US. But in Australia tomorrow, we do have a few things coming out. First and foremost, we have those RBA minutes from its meeting earlier this month where they left rates on hold for the second time. So I guess it will be interesting to see how they made that decision if it was a balanced call again. Yeah, exactly. Because at the moment, markets reckon that rates are probably going to be on hold in September as well. Mm. So it would be the third straight month. To see how close they were perhaps to lifting rates is always going to be interesting. We will also get an update on wages uh, tomorrow. This is a report that's out once a quarter only, and it shows us to what extent wages are growing. So one of the inputs that the RBA looks at before making a decision on rates, so that's going to be key. Another big thing tomorrow will be that China data dump, which we alluded to at the beginning. Mm -hmm. So if it's disappointing again, hopefully this will spark some actual outcomes for stimulus. I guess, Mm -hmm. so if it's bad news, it could potentially be good news because there might be hopes around that stimulus coming out? Maybe, yeah. I mean, most of the the stimulus measures that are being announced by China at the moment seem to be falling short of really (laughs) helping markets, but it could potentially. That's going to be at midday tomorrow, Sydney time. So that's one to certainly watch. Pretty busy as well on the profit reporting front. So tomorrow, stocks like CSL, the largest healthcare company, Cochlear, the hearing implant maker, Treasury One Estates, Challenger, Templin Webster potentially out tomorrow. Um, and seek. So there's going to be a long list of companies and there will be quarterly updates from some banks in coming days too. So NAB will be out with a quarterly update, won't release its half year and full year numbers till later in the year. And that's the case for most of the other banks now. We'll get plenty of other things coming out this week. We have a jobs update here in Australia on Thursday. That'll definitely be one to watch. We're looking for 20,000 jobs added. 
Yeah, that's another very important indicator for what happens to rates. So that's going to be uh, key. We also have some other things to watch. On Wednesday, CBA will trade ex-dividend, the cutoff for eligibility to the payment. And quite normal to see share prices fall when a big name uh, like that trades ex-div. So it's just to be aware of, just in case you do see share prices falling midweek for the bank. Plenty of other things going on overseas for the remainder of the week. So we have in the US, we have retail sales, manufacturing, housing market index, imports and exports. We also have the Federal Reserve's July me- meeting minutes. Yeah. And look, a few profit results out of the United mm. States, but things are starting to really quieten down. We had 300 companies or so out with profit results a couple of weeks ago, about 100 last week, and now there's about 30 this week. So nothing really is going to move markets, you'd imagine. Some Maybe, of those include Home Depot, Walmart, yep. and Estee Lauder. They're probably the interesting ones, Home, Home Depot or Depot and mm-hmm. also Walmart, because it can give you an insight into spending at the retail level. So one and to I, watch. I think Ryan also likes Estee Lauder. He likes to talk about that one. He does. Anything makeup related, <laughs> um, he enjoys. <laughs> right up his alley. Anyway, have, have a great a, one, everyone. Have a lovely night and we'll catch you back here tomorrow. Bye. This podcast is prepared, approved and distributed in Australia by Commonwealth Securities Limited, ABN 60067-254-399, AFSL 238814. The information does not take into consideration your objectives, financial situation or needs. Consider the appropriateness of the information before acting and if necessary, seek appropriate professional advice. Listener.